he asked for a number that I thought was ridiculous. I countered with a number that he thought was ridiculous. We agreed on a number that we both thought was unfair, which probably meant it was a good deal for both of us. I wasn't paying him. I was paying for my freedom. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey friends, do you ever wish and imagine that there will be a check big enough to make a problem go away? It could happen. We'll talk more about that soon. But first, a quick welcome to our new listeners and welcome back to our financial grown-up regulars. Please keep telling your friends about the podcast so we can continue to grow. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, take just a few minutes to rate and review it. That also helps us get discovered and is really important and needless to say, much appreciated. Now to our guest, Jill Schlesinger, award-winning journalist for her national radio show. She is also the CBS Business News Analyst, and she hosts the Better Off podcast. I met Jill when my book came out. A mutual friend introduced us, and then I was thrilled when I got to be on her award-winning radio program. Did I say award-winning enough? She won a big Gracie Award recently. As you guys know, I'm a big believer in learning from the best, and while modest, Jill is way up there with the best in the business and scores extra points in my book for being a certified financial planner and encouraging my efforts to get the designation as well. But what I did not expect was such a candid conversation with Jill. What she says about how she literally, she bribed, let's say what it is, she bribed someone to get out of her life. It really took me by surprise. She goes there. You guys should listen to this. You're going to enjoy it. Here is Jill Schlesinger. Hey, Jill Schlesinger. You're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Big congratulations are in order. You just got back from a very special trip to LA for a very big award. Tell us. Oh, well, uh, as you know, I got a Tony Award. Just kidding. I got a Grammy Award. No, just kidding. I got something called a Gracie. Uh, Gracie, I'm, I'm so old, I knew exactly who that referred to. That refers to Gracie Allen who was a very strong woman in Hollywood many, many years ago. The Alliance of Women in Media gives out an award for TV, radio, podcasts, and my executive producer, Mark, and I won for the best national radio show. So we're very psyched. I'm very psyched for you. I'm honored that I was once a guest on the show when my book came out, and you even got to walk the red carpet. I know. And that is always sort of a frightening thing for a big, tall woman who does not usually wear heels like that are that tall. So that was uh, daunting. That was the hardest part of the whole thing. Give me a spreadsheet to go through, but don't make me walk in heels. All right. So you brought with you a money story. Do tell, Jill. Remember when you were on my radio show and at the end you like completely hijacked me and turned <laughs> tables and you're like, totally. tell me something. Exactly. So... I have a money story that is a, basically about divorce, and it's kind of a both a real divorce, a marriage dissolving, a partnership, a business partnership dissolving, and my story is this. I learned something from my now deceased father when I was talking about my divorce, and I was very upset about the whole thing, 
I had really such a schmucky ex-husband who literally threatened to sue me for alimony after being married for a year, a month, and a day. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're listening. You know who you are. (laughs) And what I realized very quickly after my father kind of laid it out for me, he's like, you know what, honey? You worked your butt off on Wall Street. You made a few bucks. You got some money. All this guy wants is for you to pay him off. Pick a number. Make him feel like a man. He's put that Hmm. in like, you know, sort of italics Hmm. and move on. And the quicker you move on, the quicker you move on for your life. And there's actually no price tag for that freedom. That is a money story that I have brought through my life, which I was able to actually help my clients with because I went into the client business where I was managing money and I was a certified financial planner. And as soon as you realized you had enough money to sort of write a check, And you realize that it really wasn't the amount, it was just the fact that you would do it, that that became a really important lesson for me. And so my wisdom to impart on you and your listenership is that sometimes don't worry about who's right or wrong, just pay and move on. So you did that, I assume, with your now very long time ago ex-husband. Was it an amount of money that was meaningful to you or was it actually just a small amount that made it go away in principle. I mean, did it hurt financially? No, it did not hurt financially. It hurt from a pride perspective because I felt like I was being punished monetarily for marrying the wrong person for a year. And so it hurt me to even think that I had to put a dime in this guy's pocket after one year of marriage. And what I really stopped doing in that, like, again, after my dad gave me this really good advice is that I wasn't paying him. I was paying for my freedom. And that's how I made the adjustment. And how did the ex respond? Did he just say, great, I'll take the check. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Or was he a jerk about it? Oh, well, obviously, if you're married to someone for a year and that person is suing you for alimony, the jerkiness is, is, you know, (laughs) sort of well, well documented. True, true. Well, what I could say is this. He asked for a number that I thought was ridiculous. I countered with a number that he thought was ridiculous. We agreed on a number that we both thought was unfair, which probably meant it was a good deal for both of us, that we both kind of moved on. And you know what? He got remarried. I moved on. It was all like uh, it kind of did work out. But again, for me, the lesson being... There is absolutely no reason to get stuck. For me, I'm the kind of person who could get stuck on it is not the right thing. And that was just not worth it for me. Whether it was right or wrong or someone was right or wrong or whether I was wronged or he felt wrong, it didn't matter. We both had to get out of this thing. We both realized it was over. So for our listeners, I like what you said before about this isn't just about ending a marriage. It could be about ending any kind of partnership. How does this apply? What is the takeaway for our listeners? What's the lesson here? I was born a trader. That was my first job on Wall Street. I was a commodities trader. And the one beautiful thing about being a trader is that you quickly learn you always have a bad trade. There's nobody who gets to go through life as a trader and not experience the recognition very quickly of, oh my God, I'm in a bad trade. So you're going to do that in your financial life a million times over. You're going to realize like, "Uh uh-oh, bad trade. Like, "Uh uh-oh, 
I actually moved into an apartment that is too expensive for me. I am going to pay the two-month penalty to get out and move to another apartment, or I'm going to do something different, or I bought something, I bought a stock, I bought a mutual fund, I did something, and you immediately realize you've screwed up. I bought an insurance policy I don't understand. There's a penalty to get out. Maybe I need to get out. When you feel that recognition in your soul that you've done something that's probably not right for you, if you're not, if you don't know for sure, go get advice, but do not ignore that feeling. Okay. I am on the edge of my seat. What is your everyday money tip for our listeners? No, well, I have two different things to just impart for everyday money tips. And this is for anyone who lives in a city, like I'm a walker, just walk everywhere. That is like the, actually how I save more money than anything. People take cabs all the time. I'm a huge mass transit person. Now, you don't live in a place where there is mass transit. This is irrelevant to you. My other everyday tip is don't sweat the small stuff that you, you're going to think that I'm a certified financial planner and I count every single penny I spend. I don't. I've done that, but I know generally how much to spend, and I don't quibble over little things, but I'm very thoughtful about big things. So my everyday money tip is that, like, you know, you're worried about whether you get a latte at Starbucks versus making your own coffee. That's not the big decision to sweat. Sweat more about the big decisions like, gee, I need to buy life insurance, but I haven't yet. So I really am not a big sweat of the small stuff kind of person. My everyday is to, like, live my life walk around, know exactly how much money's in my pocket. And I am loath to uh, do anything besides charge on one credit card only. That's it. Keeping it simple. Thank you, Jill. So tell me more about what you're up to post Gracie Award. Well, you know, obviously I have to put those shoes away because I'll never walk in them again. So, <laughs> so those are not the shoes you use to walk around Manhattan. No, no. I am a big fan of the Allbirds to get all over Manhattan. So I host a podcast called Better Off. I host a radio show called Jill on Money. I write a column for Tribune. I am working every day at CBS News, both in radio and TV. And here's the big news that I've just submitted my manuscript for my first book. Wow. So that's dropping next February. So I'll come back on in February yes. when the book drops. How's that? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, congratulations. You didn't tell me that till just now. I'm so excited for you. Can you tell us just a little more about it? Yes. The, the tentative title is Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money. And it is based on the fact that I have been in the business for so long and I've been around incredibly bright people who consistently shoot themselves in the foot and they mostly do it to themselves. And there, there are a series, you know, maybe a dozen or so very practical things that you can do to avoid making those dumb mistakes. So that is, um, it's not a book for everyone, but it is definitely a book for someone who has a brain and says, why do I keep doing dumb financial things? I have a brain. Why is it that I can't do these things? And I know that's most of your audience because smart people listen to people like you, Bobby. Oh, thank you, Jill. And smart people listen to people like you. And I love listening to your podcast and your radio show. So thank you. And I'm looking forward to your book. I am too. Thank you so much for having me. Jill totally delivered. So let's get right into it. Financial grown-up tip number one, cut your losses and move on. This applies not just to divorce, as was Jill's main example. It also applies to things like investments, like stocks. If a stock that you liked 
is no longer in your like category. It doesn't have the same criteria that it had when you picked it. Get out, cut your losses. It's okay to take a loss and move on and use that money to buy a different stock that's maybe a better investment that you'd otherwise be missing out on. Business partnerships, not working, not fixable, find a way out. We all want to come out with the win. You're going to want to have more, especially if you're in an adversarial position with your business partner. But you know what? Sometimes getting out is more important than getting even. So focus on that and make sure that you can get out and move on to something that's going to make you happier and maybe more money than that business. Maybe you bought something, maybe an electronic device, and the store wants to charge you a restocking fee, which is so ridiculous. But you know what? If you don't return it and pay that penalty, you're going to have something that you don't want taking up space in your home, and you won't have the 90%, let's say, of the purchase price that you'd be getting back to then buy what you actually do want. So don't dig in your heels. Just get out, get your money back, move on. Financial grown-up tip number two, Jill talked about insurance, which is a really important thing to talk about. Very grown-up thing. At least once a year, take a look, assess what you've got, and figure out, are the things that would be really hard to replace if something unexpected happened covered? Things like home insurance, renter's insurance, they usually have under them personal liability. Those are good things to make sure that you have. You can usually tie them together. And guys, this is a big one. I kind of blew it. I have not been negotiating well with my insurance companies, but I did recently. I went to my homeowner's insurance company, pointed out that I'm a really good customer. I've been with them for years. I don't file claims, which is very fortunate on my part. Hopefully that won't change. And I asked them to lower my rate and just said, I'm going to start shopping around for a better rate somewhere else. And you know what? Within 24 hours, they came back with a new policy all the same coverage, but 44% lower in terms of annual premium. So that was a nice chunk of change on annual homeowners insurance just for asking. And if that's my hourly rate for spending not even an hour doing that, I'll take it. All right. We just had our first listener episode to be considered for a future one. Email us at info at financialgrownup.com. That's info at financialgrownup.com. Share with us what money story you would like to tell and the lesson and the everyday money tip that you think our listeners would get value from. And a reminder, you can't win it if you're not in it. If you want a custom video like the promos that we do for the show, join the competition. All you have to do, it's totally free. When you see one of the promo videos for the episodes, just share it retweet it on Twitter or share it on Facebook. Everyone keeps DMing me and telling me they'll never win and can they just buy one. You have to try. Guys, you got to be in it to win it. Just share it and retweet it and repost and you may surprise yourself and be the winner. Thank you all for being part of our financial grown-up community. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a rating or review and of course, hit the subscribe button and just tell a friend if you're enjoying the show. It means a lot to us. I am on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel One, and on Facebook at Bobby Rebel. Jill's advice definitely resonated with me. I hope it worked for you as well. We all tend to cling to our previous convictions. We need to move past that. So thank you, Jill, for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.